0: Hey, everybody. Brian Smith here with the I and Team Series and the Daily Influence. And today I am going to be introducing you to one of my friends, one of our peers here at the I and Team Series, who will be helping us in 2024. And we're very excited about that. But who's also written really an amazing book called French Fry Leadership. And you can you can find French fry leadership on Amazon. Um, it is a book about making profits through serving people. And uh, Brutal Hill the author and uh, he has a very great history of working with people, challenging people because he worked in fast food and In that world, there's high turnover. You're dealing with adolescents and teenagers and young people. You're dealing with uh, an environment that is not always easy to work in. You have customers uh, who have demands, and those demands can uh, be emotional at times because we're serving them food and they want it fast. I mean, there's so many different aspects to this. And Bruno has written this book, French Fry Leadership, that helps unpack his experience, and how servant leadership can lead to amazing profits. And we here at the I and Team Series really believe in that. And I'm not going to take any more time away from Bruno, but I hope that you'll hear his message, listen to what he is writing about and teaches in his body of work and in his areas of influence. And we're so proud that he has Uh, uh, decided to join us here at IA and the I and Team Series and be one of uh, our additional thought leaders in 2024. So I'm gonna pass it off to Bruno and I hope you enjoy uh, this uh, daily influence with him.
1: Hi there. I'm Bruno Hilgard, author of French Fry Leadership, How to Attain Profits Through Serving People. Today, I'd like to speak to you about leadership and why it's so important and why it's missing in so many aspects of our lives. First of all, a lot of times people ask me, why did I write this book? Well, I've been blessed since very early in my career to have been invested in on how to learn to lead, motivate and inspire teams of people. I went to uh, basic management training classes as a 17, 18 year old right out of high school. I went to a class called People the Winning Edge for a week in Miami, Florida at Burger King University. Uh, we spent a week talking about people. We didn't talk about one Whopper, one French fry that whole week. If anybody ever asked what I did for a living and they didn't, and they didn't already know, and most people knew because I wore a name tag because our people needed to wear name tags. Uh, so you have to model what, what your people are expected to be doing. Uh, But I would say to people, well, I'm I'm responsible for developing teams of people who are more motivated to salt French fries, clean bathrooms, and everything in between, more so than they ever thought possible when they applied for the position or accepted the job. Now, do you know what I do for a living? I mean, we weren't trying to find the cure for cancer. Thank goodness there are people doing that out there every day. We weren't laying pipe outside, so our toilet flushes in the morning. I don't know about you, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that toilet flushing in the morning. But what we were trying to do every day was create a dining experience, a drive through experience, a takeout experience. And now a mobile delivery, mobile pickup experience, such that people would drive by two McDonald's, a Chick-fil-A and a Wendy's and come to Burger King and bite into that Whopper and go, holy crap, why would I go anywhere else for a burger again? Now, hopefully you feel the passion in what I'm saying there, um, because we have to be passionate about what we're doing to be ultimately successful at it. I wanna help companies and their leaders be more successful. That's why I wrote the book. There's a dearth of good leadership out there today and it's not the leader's fault. They just haven't been taught how to lead, inspire and motivate their teams. Most leaders have been put in positions of leadership because they were good at something. And, but just because somebody's good at something does not mean they're gonna be good at leading and motivating others to be good at that same something. But wait, doesn't it make sense to promote or hire somebody who is a top performer so we can create more people like this? Well, not always. Because people have to be taught how to do it. Some of the best salespeople are ruined once they become sales managers. Because managing and leading and motivating is an entirely different skill set. Leaders have to be taught how to do this. Now, here's some basics in leadership that we should all aspire to. Great leaders know that when things go well, they pass on the credit to their teams. They also know that when things don't go well, and and sometimes they won't go well, no matter how proactive we are with our actions, we're going to have some reactionary things that we have to deal with at times. They step up, they take accountability without pointing fingers. For example, let's say as a leader, you know that Johnny was the person who failed or the person who caused the, the, the challenge that we, we have to address. But as a leader, I'm not going to say, well, I don't know why Johnny's not doing it. We coached him, we trained him how to do it. Throwing Johnny under the bus does nothing except demotivate Johnny. Instead, I would say, well, you know what? There is an opportunity there, I can see that. Let me go back and discuss this with the team. And even if I knew Johnny was the person I needed to speak to, I would wait to do that in private. Great leaders know it's never about them. It's always about their teams. Great leaders also know that they don't tell people what to do. They coach people what to do. There's a difference. I joke with people that unless you're in the banking world, have you ever heard of a teller's Hall of Fame? But there are plenty of coaches' Hall of Fames. And ever since we were two years old, we don't like to be told what to do. Coaching uh, requires that we explain the reasons why and what's in it for them. Great leaders know that they're servants to their teams. Their teams come first. My boss always knew he came second. The people that reported to me came first. Great leaders know also that if they have to be around all the time to make sure things are going well, that we're not developing highly motivated, self-sufficient people. People don't want to be babysat. They don't want to be micromanaged. Doing all of these things leads to having teams of people who are willing to run through walls with us. Now, notice how I said with us and not for us, because followers need to understand that they need to feel that their leaders are still willing to get dirty as necessary. Now, we shouldn't be as a leader, we shouldn't be getting, getting dirty too often because that means we have bigger challenges. You know, I used to joke with the people, you know, I'll do dishes and make French fries all day long in my Burger King restaurants. If I could get paid, would I get paid and everything? But I can't make enough French fries and I can't do enough dishes to justify my existence. So this is why we hired a team of people to get this work done. Um, but at the same time, th- this team of people has to know and feel that, that me as a leader, I'm willing to get dirty as necessary. Now, what are some results of poor leadership? I feel like there should never be a reason for strikes. Strikes should never happen. The reason strikes happen is because the employees are not being heard, or people don't care. And if the the leadership of the union and the leadership of the company that the union is working with are being transparent, honest and trustworthy with all of the employees, why would they ever feel like they need to strike? It creates high turnover. Our turnover was one third of the industry average. The industry average in the quick service restaurant world is approaching 200%, which means if you have a team of 50 people, you have to hire 100 throughout the year just to maintain 50. That's two people a week on average that we're training and onboarding. And and more than likely, we're not training well. We're not onboarding well, which is also contributing to the high turnover. That's a lot of starting over. It also leads to low average tenure, poor leadership does. Our average tenure was six times industry average. It was over three and a half years. And it's not because these team members were making tons of money. Uh, they were because they were having fun and they were learning a lot and they their ideas mattered and they were doing worthwhile work and they knew it. It leads to poor and inconsistent operations. In every business, operations is really the core foundation of success. Uh, You know, we were Franchisee of the Year, and the better we did, the more the franchisor and the franchisees wanted us to help spread the wealth. It also creates overworked and stressed-out HR departments having to play CYA with so many more rules, regulations, and laws. Because who oftentimes steps in to save the day when, when leadership is failing in a company? Of course, it's the government. They create more laws, more rules, and regulations, which makes it even more difficult for companies to manage, lead, and motivate their people. In theory, if you think about it, if people in any business were taken care of properly, there would be much less for HR to do. In fact, maybe you wouldn't even really need HR. It also leads to higher absenteeism and punctuality issues. Uh, I used to joke with people during the orientation that you see that sign out front that says, uh, two Whoppers for $6? We can't put a sign out there that says, hi, welcome to Burger King. Sorry, your service is slow, your bathrooms are trashed, everyone's stressed out, and your whopper's sloppily put together. But uh, Johnny didn't come into work today. May I help you? You know, it's supposed to be kind of funny, but it's supposed to emphasize the point to the new person that being on time and being punctual, being there every day is critically important. And when leadership fails, people don't aren't motivated to come to work or come to work on time. Of course, it leads to us not attaining sales and profit goals as well. So why, does the, why do these things happen? There's a huge gap between formal and organic culture in most companies. Formal culture is examples like values, mission statements, mottos, things in the team member handbook that talk about uh, how much we care about you as in a person, as an employee. People are our number one resource. If, you're, if you have any ideas, you have any questions, you have any concerns, our door is open. We wanna hear from you. This is all great stuff. And it's a great foundation. However, if leadership are not living these values and these mottos and these mission statements, then it leads to the worst thing that can happen in any relationship, whether it's your neighbor, your spouse, your, your co-workers, your kids, and that's over-promising and under-delivering. And it happens all the time and leaders don't even know they're doing it. They're so caught up in being accountable to their boss and responding to a bunch of emails and things like that. And, and yet their number one priority are the people. I knew when somebody came to me and said, hey, Bruno, I need to talk to you about something. It wasn't to tell me I was a great guy. It was because they had some sort of challenge or some sort of idea. But if I said to them, you know, what kind of idea is that, Johnny? We can't afford that. Or if I said, you know, I'm really busy today, Johnny. I, I don't have time to talk to you. Can we talk about this next week? Then it, it makes, basically makes that person feel this big. So how many more ideas am I going to get from that person? Zero. How many more times is that person going to want to come talk to me when they have a challenge or, or something bothering them? Zero. Now, I did coach people that when they did come to me with problems, come to me with at least one or two ideas to solve the problem. Because many times the people on the front lines have the best ideas to solve problems anyway. And if we use only 10% of their idea, they get all the credit. But if, I, if I'm if i if I'm back and bothered, then you know, I've heard leaders say, well, I don't know why people aren't coming to me. I mean, I'm available. My door is open. you do is email me, Slack me, call me, text me. Yes, you are available and that's fantastic. However, the opportunity we have here is we're not approachable. There's a difference between being available and being approachable. Companies are too often led by big data and CFOs. It can easily justify capital expenditures in new company cars or new HVAC equipment for the roof. You can write it off as a tax write-off. You get cost certainty so you can budget and you get better efficiency. So there's many reasons to do that, but when we invest in people, it's not as quantifiable on the PL. It's maybe a one-time write-off, but it's not, uh, you know, you buy a new uh, HVAC unit for $10,000 and, you know, the useful life of this this, new equipment is 10 years, you can write off $1,000 a year on a p and also C-suites are often too far disconnected from what their frontline staffs are going through each day. It leads to middle management, who we've already identified many times of people that have not been taught how to properly lead, motivate people. They have to pick up the burden and try to keep those frontline employees staffed because the C-suite makes decisions that affects the frontline in a negative way. And middle management has to try to pick up the pieces. And it's a, it's a, Terrible formula. So what can we do? Invest in and budget for our leaders with ongoing leadership training. We have local seminars. We can help pay for local college classes that focus on leadership. Bring in guest speakers from other industries to share successes. Take full advantage of the opportunities that come up with peers, corporate, local chambers and business meetings. In our company, we gung hoed and raving fanned our company. Pick out your favorite books and do the same. These are a couple of books that really made a big difference. So leadership is lacking out there today. Uh, It's something that needs to be invested in. It's something that most people don't have those skill sets. And I encourage you in your operation with your your leadership team to identify the leaders in your company and give them the proper training and, and invest in them as needed. Thanks for listening today.